0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So, welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to remind you of something new that we are doing here on the Simply Living for Him podcast. As you know, I have always uh, put up new episodes on Fridays, full length episodes. And yes, I talk about life on the hobby farm or homeschooling, but let's face it. I always really just talk about Jesus. And that usually sometimes includes homeschooling or sometimes includes hobby farming, but mostly we just talk about Jesus because just like I said, I really do believe the key to living a simple life is to follow him. Everything else falls into place when you do that. And, uh, we can live a lot more simply when we aren't distracted by the things of this world. But I wanted to tell you that on Tuesdays, so during the week, mid-week, we are uploading little short snippets. My daily devotionals every week on the podcast are being uploaded mid-week just to give you a little mid-week encouragement. I've been doing video devotionals since way back in March and those are on my YouTube channel. So if you do want to see the videos, that's where they are. But what we're doing is we're taking the audio from the those devotionals and uploading them so that my podcast audience can get a little bit of those midweek encouragement. Um, So you can find that every week on the podcast here. Like I said, they come on Tuesdays. So wherever you are listening to this podcast, subscribe, whether it's on um, Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or... SoundCloud or just go over to my blog you'll find the podcast The Little Devotionals on Tuesday and the full length episodes on Friday also I wanted to thank my podcast sponsor Apologia Apologia is an amazing Christian homeschool publishing company we have loved their uh, resources and their uh, curriculum for many many years right now they have a free Thanksgiving activity ebook you can go to Apologia.com they also have loads of other free resources resources for you to download to encourage you or resources for your kids. So go check them out at Apologia.com. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I actually touched on in my Simply Living for Him online women's community this week. I'm I'm teaching a Psalm 119 Bible study over there. And real quick, before I uh, get into the topic, I wanted to remind you about the community. We have, uh, we hit 1,000 women recently. We're over 1,000 women now in our online community. It is completely free. I've taught four Bible studies in there. If you join, you can do the Bible studies at any time. You have access to all of the Bible studies, videos, worksheets. We have a group for scripture writing, for scripture memorization, a prayer group, all kinds of other groups to encourage you on your walk with the Lord. This is a no fluff group. I always say like my studies and all the things we're doing, it isn't to complicate your study time. It's really to strip away all the distractions and help you um, in your walk and following jesus and so it's all free and right now we're doing a psalm 119 bible study next month we're doing a month of prayer uh, I mean, of praise and thanksgiving in our scripture writing and memorization groups. In December, we're doing a mini study of the names of Jesus. And I'm super duper excited because in the new year, we're doing a study called Sit at His Feet. And that will be based on Mary and Martha and entering into the new year in a posture like Mary who chose the better. So go check it out at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. It is completely free to take part in all of it. You can do as little or as much as you want, but go check it out. I'd love to see you there. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk about this idea. Like I said, I talked about it a little bit. I touched on it in my Bible study this week, and I just thought, you know, this is a really good topic to just expand on for the podcast this week, and especially in the times we're living in, which are crazy right now. Um, and so I wanted to talk about this whole idea of waiting and, you know, we live in an on-demand culture right now. Our society has um, made us think that waiting is bad and anytime that maybe we're suffering or uncomfortable, it's bad. And, you know, we live in an Insta culture. We have Amazon prime, we have, you know, fast food, we have on-demand anything, um, you know, we're, we're, it's, we're kind of conditioned now that if you have to wait, there's something wrong with that. I mean, you can pull up and get your groceries in an hour, right? Pull up right into that parking spot and they're right to your car. Um, you can go on Amazon Prime and not only, it used to be you could get something in two days. Now, sometimes it's even in one day. And I think in some places you can get it the same day. Um, and not only that, you don't even have to wait and wonder what time your package is coming because they send you a notification and you can watch it on the map you can see the map and it will tell you where it is and how much longer till it gets there i mean talk about an insta culture right but all of that fosters in us this idea that that's normal that everything should be instant you know we live in a world of instant gratification You know, fast food, that is the way to go. And if it takes longer than, you know, a minute at the window, we're having a hissy fit. Um, You know, people don't want to wait in line. They want the quick, 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 instant everything. And while that can seem to make our lives easier and seem to make things simpler, and in some ways, I'm sure it can be, in many ways, it complicates things. And in many ways... It actually fosters in us a very worldly attitude and not necessarily a biblical one because there's many places in the Bible where it tells us to wait, to wait on the Lord, to have patience. In fact, patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit or long-suffering as it is referred to in some translations. God says waiting is good sometimes. He didn't snap his fingers even when he created the earth and say in an instant, it is here. Now, seven days isn't very long to make an entire creation, but still, right? If he wanted it in an instant, he would have made it in an instant. If he wanted us to have things in an instant, he wouldn't have told us in many times, in many places to wait. He wouldn't have said that patience is a good thing. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's evidence of the spirit working in us when we're patient. And so waiting is okay. In fact, waiting can be good. See, we live, like I said, in a culture that definitely doesn't foster the idea of patience and, and that being a good thing. And, you know, everything is instant. And so we're being conditioned to think that Our prayers and our life and our day should follow suit. You know, it's an on-demand attitude. God doesn't work in an on-demand attitude. He doesn't answer prayers on demand. He doesn't answer prayers like Amazon Prime. He doesn't say, well, you know, I'm going to let you know that your prayer is going to be answered tomorrow, but first I've got to answer, you know, all these other prayers. But you're on the way. I'm. You're 10 stops away from answering that prayer, right? He doesn't say that. He only lets you know what you need to know. And the rest of it, he says, walk in faith. If we had everything in an instant, where would our faith be? If we had... uh prayers answered and uh, we had a timetable of when they would be answered why would we have faith why would we rely on him and so be really careful that we're not letting the culture influence our thinking in that way because i think subconsciously we we don't even realize it but because our culture is so quick and on demand and instant we tend to think that If our prayers don't get answered tomorrow, or if they don't get answered, you know, in our timetable, that there's a problem. There's absolutely not a problem. God takes his time because God is doing the work that he wants to do. He takes his time because he's molding us and shaping us and transforming us and making us more like Jesus. It took Jesus 33 years to fulfill his purposes here on earth. And so we have to slow down and remember that our prayers and the things that are going on in our life, the things that we're praying for, the situations and the circumstances are all part of a great big picture that we only see a glimpse of right now in this moment. And faith means living each day, not knowing exactly what tomorrow brings, and not knowing sometimes how long we're going to wait. And so we need to be a little countercultural when it comes to, well, when it comes to everything, really, but. <laughs> But when we, we have to just step back because like, for instance, 2020, right? I mean, this year has been less than stellar for most of us. Yet I will also say there have been many, many good things that have come out of this year already. Super things have come out of this year. My Simply Living for Him community came out of being quarantined. That's 1,000 women that are opening their Bibles each day with other women and digging into the word, like I can't even contain my joy at the thought of that. Bring it on then, you know, like I'm not saying, oh, you know, I'm not discounting and saying that there isn't suffering going on and there isn't hardship going on, but on the other end of the spectrum, there's always good going on too at the same time. Right? So circumstances may produce suffering, but they may also produce goodness. And so, We don't want to, you know, discount anyone's suffering, but we also don't want to take away from goodness. So I'm choosing to look at it as, yeah, sure, you know, there have been hard times, but there's also been good. And so, you know, I talked about it in my Bible study this week because we were talking in Psalm 119 and there was a verse and it was like, you know, the psalmist was saying, how long, Lord, how long must I wait, you know, for you to come and rescue me? And Number one, we have been rescued already. That's the greatest news there is. We've been rescued by Jesus. But when we're in a trial or a suffering, you know, it's very easy to be like, Lord, did you forget? Why am I here? Why aren't you answering? Why is this taking so long? And then I was reminded doing this study about our timetable is not God's timetable. He wants to work in us. And that may take years for certain circumstances. You know, at the beginning of this quarantine, I remember thinking, two weeks, two weeks at home. Are you crazy? That's a long time. Two weeks turned into two months, turned into, you know, what are we on, eight months now? (laughs) I mean, yes, things have gotten a little bit, you know, different, at least where I live over the summer, although they're talking about locking up again, not locking up, locking, what is it called? Locking down again. um, Although you feel like you're locked up. (laughs) But, um, you know, and it's like, okay, when is this virus going to end? Like, oh my goodness. I saw something the other day said like life won't return to normal till 2022. And then I'm just like, you know what, but what is normal? Because right now, this is the circumstances, this is the circumstance that God has put us in. I'm not looking ahead to saying, when will we go back to normal? Because this is really what is normal. This is the circumstance that God has given us to live in. And if things were locked down six more months, and if things got so much worse, and if things, who knows what's gonna happen in the next few weeks even? But I do know that God is on the throne and God has a plan. And you know what's been really helpful even for this? Um, we're studying in our in our U.S. government this year with my boys, and we're also doing some British literature. And so we've kind of been looking in our government. We've gone way back to ancient times um, before Christ, even. Um, and in my our literature, we're looking at like the 400s. And what we noticed was in both instances, we're talking about like before Christ and we're talking about, you know, in the year four hundred. There were different circumstances we read going on, whether it was in the country or the government or whatever, and we realized there is nothing new under the sun. There were struggles in civilizations and governments and uh, times way back, thousands of years ago. There were always suffering. There was always hardships. There was always, I'm sure every generation has thought this is it. Jesus is coming back. You know, I'm sure that every generation thought like this is the worst of the worst. Jesus must be coming back. The world must be ending. This world might go on another 20,000 years. Who knows? Because in God's timetable, he is infinite and eternal. And because we're so finite, we don't think that way. And so we just don't know when the end of you know this particular trial is going to be but what we do know is that we serve a god who is on the throne and sovereign and good and our job is to build his kingdom to seek him and to share with others and to put him first and to and to share the story the great gospel message with others and not get caught up in our earthly comforts and our earthly pleasures and we want to know the timetable of things because it is about such a greater story than we will ever see there's so many things going on behind the scenes why would we even try to um push our agenda on god he knows far more than us he's God he's the one who created us it says in the Bible his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts we are just thinking in the here and now and the little bits that we see but there is a great and bigger story going on behind the scenes and we only see the tiniest glimpse so if we want to live more simply and we want to you know not be so distracted what we really need to do is erase that mindset of on-demand living and Insta culture, and say, Lord, Your ways are all I want. I want to be, you know, on Your timetable. I want to have patience and not get so ahead. You know, I told a story, and I'll tell you guys. This has been an. Am- I told the story in my Bible study. This has been an amazing week in many ways for us we have had some really high high points this week and I'm just praising God for that because like all of you this you know first three quarters of this year have been filled with lows lows and lows right I, we've had some pretty rough times we've had some hardships we've had some tears we've had lots of prayers and this week I'm celebrating because we've had some really really amazing things that have happened And, you know, we've seen God work so much this week. And we've seen why he's allowed certain things to happen in our lives and how they have worked for good. We have seen his hand. We have seen prayers answered. But we've also realized, number one, they were not necessarily answered how we wanted them answered and number two they weren't answered on our timetable so i told this story in my bible study and i want to share it with you because it's just so special to me um, so my daughter you all know i talk about it quite often has um, gone to college last year she's in her second year at bible college and she has just grown in ways by leaps and bounds, grown in her faith uh, in ways that are just such an answer to prayer and just so incredible. And I am in awe of her. And I like I want to be her when I grow up, honestly, like she's just doing so well and and growing with the Lord. And and she's changed her major. She's going to go into ministry, into youth ministry. And she's really just loving, like serving at her church and just amazing things. And so a couple of weeks ago, she called us and she said, you know, I wanted to let you know um, and invite you. Uh, She's a part of an amazing church out where she's at school. And she said, I'm decided to be baptized in my church and I would love for you guys to come and you know we uh, so my husband and I were baptized as babies because we were uh, born as in a different denomination um, when we were babies and then when we were newly married we became uh, born again Christians and we did decide to participate in baptism at our church at that time you know believers baptism we were baptized then and we've brought our kids up in the church and um you know they've i'll say they're good kids you know quote unquote they're good kids you know and they love the lord and we've constantly you know surrounded them with the bible and truth um and as they were you know older we never pushed on them you know you have to be baptized in fact my daughter was baptized as a baby as well um because at that time we were still at the other denomination it was shortly after that where we left um and so She has, um, you know, never been baptized. And so she made it a point that she had said when, when she decided to get baptized, she had never done it because she didn't want it to be because of us pressuring her. Like I said, we never even brought it up. I always just prayed, Lord, if you want the kids to follow you in that way, then that's between you and them. And so, um you know, in our church, they want you, you know, to, to be led by the Lord. They don't pressure. So she, um, didn't want it to be done. She didn't want to do it because her friends were doing it or because, you know, she felt she had to, but she said at this point in her life, God has really been showing her so many things and she was led to be baptized. And so, you know, we had recognized before we went out to her church that, um, there was a couple of years, like I said, she's always been a good girl. She's always known Jesus. She's always followed Jesus. But like any teenager, there's, you know, some struggles at some times. And there was a couple of years during her high school years where she was wrestling with things, um, you know, personal things. And so I would say if there was any time that was hard, there was a few years there that were a little bit tricky where we were dealing with some things. And it wasn't always peaches and cream. Let's put it that way. And so um, it was amazing because we went to her baptism. And, you know, obviously as a mom, I've been praying for my kids forever. And I pray for them every day and pray for different things. And my prayer was always that, you know, that he would lead her and that she would, he would be so real to her that she would just know 100%, you know, that she wanted to follow him in every way and seek him first and all that. And so um, she gave her testimony before the baptism. And they put up on a screen. And I'm telling you. I cried like a baby. Um But she, she talked in that video. And she said. She was literally like. Verbalizing the prayers. That I had prayed. Back a few years ago. For her. And she said. You know. There were a couple of years. During the high school years. Where she you know. Uh, wrestled. And where she. Um, was putting, you know, what she wanted ahead of what God wanted. And I've talked about this before. There were times where she didn't want to go to the Bible college and she wanted to go to public university. And she had all these plans for her that she wanted. And she has seen so clearly how God has led her away from her own plans, you know, to his plans and how they're far better. And just to see her verbalizing and to remember the prayers that I prayed back then and being like, You know, Lord, I just want her to follow you wholeheartedly. And then to see her recognize his hand in everything. And so I'm sure during that time when she was in high school, I would have been impatient and said, I want these prayers answered like tomorrow. I want to know tomorrow that my daughter is, you know, wholeheartedly Following the Lord. And honestly, it's not, I don't want to even make it sound like she was rebelling or something because she wasn't, but it was just these normal little, like, you know, struggles. And so she recognized, though, that uh, God has, you know, been leading her. And she said, you know, 100%, you know, He is her everything. And, you know, Jesus is first in her life and all of that. So that was so beautiful to hear her literally verbalize prayers that I prayed three years ago. Right? So, we sometimes it's not answered in our timetable, but she needed to go through a lot of that stuff. She needed to wrestle. She needed to go through those things, and not with me or my husband, but with the Lord. She needed to go through those things to get to the point where she is today. I talked about it in the book that I wrote recently, Our um, Simple Homeschool Journey, all about our kindergarten all the way up to college homeschooling journey. I said in that book, like, your kids at age 10, are not who they're going to be at age 12. And who they are at 12 is not who they're going to be at 16. And who they are at 16 is far different than 18. And now she's almost 20, which is far different than she was when she left for school at 18. Like, it constantly changes. There is no on-demand and insta-anything when it comes to the spiritual growth. And so, if I had said those prayers back then and on-demand, Lord, I want you to answer this now, like... It was a process that she had to go through. It was a process of her having to experience different things, both good and bad, to get to the point where she is today. So my goodness, when she was baptized on Sunday, I was sobbing like a baby. I will never be able to explain what happened in that moment. But they had it projected on the screen. She was in, she's a very big church that she goes to. So she was in the back and they projected it on the screen. And I'm watching the screen. And I see, and first of all, if I could just explain to you the look of joy on her face while she stood in that water. It was the joy of the Lord shining through. And I literally saw, you know how they say your life flashes before your eyes? I literally saw her life flash before my eyes. I saw the, when she had this smile, this joy of the Lord smile, it was the same smile she has a little newborn baby. And I just literally, I can't explain it, but God just literally in that moment had her life flash before my eyes and like just show me that everything led up to this moment as it should be, exactly as God has planned. It was a joyous moment. It was wonderful. And so, I mean, there's nothing better than seeing that. I mean, I would also equate, if this would encourage you, in another story of waiting. I would also encourage you that when I began homeschooling 15 years ago, I almost didn't do it because my parents were so against it, and it, I thought they were going to disown me. I mean, it was that bad. They were like, you're going to ruin your our grandchildren. You will not do this. This is the worst thing you could ever possibly do. Now, at that time, I knew nothing about homeschooling. I didn't know that someday I'd be a national speaker and writer and, you know, uh, homeschool um, speaker and doing all these things. And I didn't even hardly know what I was getting into. I only saw one step at a time. And I remember people saying back then, maybe your parents will change their mind. They're just going to have to see over time, you know, that your kids are okay. And then maybe they'll accept it. And I was like, no, I want them to accept it right now. Well, it took about 10 years until my parents came to the fact of saying, not only did they accept the fact that we were homeschooling, but they I mean, now they're my biggest cheerleaders. They think homeschooling is the greatest thing in the world. They went from despising what I was doing. And I don't even know if that's a strong enough word. Honestly, that's how bad it was. To thinking this is the greatest thing on earth and there's nothing more you should do for your family. And that took 10 years until they came to that point. I didn't want to wait back then. If you had told me back then, well, in 10 years they're going to come around, I would have been like, what? I would have been mad. I would have been like, no, I want it now. But when I look back, I see God's hand in it all, and it was all as it should be. God's timetable is not our timetable. So I don't know what situation you're in, if you're waiting on something, if you're feeling discouraged, but I want to remind you that God is in control, that God knows so much more than we do. And that even though I know your earthly flesh self wants what you want right now, or you want to know that your prayers are going to be answered a certain way, trust him. There is no trust if we know, right? We we can be sure of this one thing. That God says he will never leave us or forsake us. He doesn't promise us that things are going to turn the way out turn out the way that we want them, but he promises us that he will always be there. So what more could we possibly want? In the worst of circumstances he's there. In the best of circumstances he's there. And that is the greatest thing that we could ever ask for. Can you imagine going through 2020 without the Lord? Can you imagine going through the worst struggle, the worst you know, circumstances without the Lord? I am terrified at the thought of that. Terrified, because I know what it's like to live without him and I don't ever wanna go back there. So even though circumstances can look dire, circumstances can be awful, things can not go our way, we have the Lord and this life is not all there is this earth is going to be filled with tribulations it says so in the bible this world is going to experience tribulations this world is going to have trouble but he has overcome the world why don't we remind ourselves of that more often why are we so stuck in we want what we want it's because of our flesh our fleshy nature doesn't want to suffer our fleshy nature doesn't want to be uncomfortable but god doesn't that's not the way he works in order to grow and to trust and to walk with him, we're going to have to go through suffering. That's just the way it is. But think about what it would be like to go through it without him. And then remember, you will never have to do that. And so in this world that wants everything right now, that wants everything quick, quick, and on demand. Be content with God's timetable. He has created this whole earth and everyone in it. He ordains every single moment, from one moment to the next. And sometimes things take time. In fact, when they take time and you get to the other side, And you realize what he was doing in it. It's far greater than anything you could imagine. I would rather have my daughter say to me now how her relationship with the Lord is so strong. And she has gone through things. So she sees. She sees the truth. She sees, you know, that he's been leading her. I would rather that than three years ago been like a very superficial, you know, everything was fine. Faith. I'm glad that there was some struggles and some wrestling because now he's very real to her. And so we have to change our mindset. God isn't there like an app, like our Amazon app, you know, order it, get it, and have it here tomorrow. God is an unseen God, but yet we know he's there. He's personal and intimate, and yet we, and we can see him in things, in all things. We can look out your window. At nature, you can see him. But there's a part there that is still hidden, right? Still veiled. And our faith must prevail and know that he's there. He's not giving us a little timetable like the Amazon Prime app and showing us, you know, our prayer is going to get answered in three more stops. Like the delivery is going to be here in three stops. He's saying, I'm here. I gave you my word, the Bible. I'm here. I've given you all you need to know. Walk in faith and trust me no matter how long it takes. I'm not here saying that's going to be easy. But it's far easier to depend on God than to depend on yourself and your timetable. We have a great, great, great God. Who's given us the greatest gift in Jesus and who's given us his word so that we can know him and we can know his promises. And that's greater than any on-demand insta-culture promise. His promises are true. His word is without blemish. It's perfect. It's trustworthy, all of it. And we're going to be with him someday, forever, where there will be no waiting, there will be no timetable, there will be no suffering. There will be none of that. Just him and his glory. And that is the good news. Because of Jesus, That's a promise that we can depend on and we can know. And so even though sometimes we get distracted by the things of this world, let's not complicate it by thinking it should be quick and easy. Take a deep breath. You know what you're in for. This world, there will be tribulation, but he has overcome the world. I hope this encourages you today. I know so many of us out there are feeling discouraged and we feel like we're waiting and waiting and waiting. But as I reminded myself in these times, these are the circumstances we're in. How will I live in these circumstances? I'm not asking God, when are you gonna change my circumstances? I'm saying, God, how are you changing me? So if you agree with that, or if you're encouraged by this, I would love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation. You can comment on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're seeing this. You can always email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. You can join the community and we could see each other in there. Um, And please share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with anyone that you think it may encourage them. I would love for you to do that. I want to remind you that my new book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family and Not Just a Transcript, is available on Amazon as well as my other books called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool and Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal homeschool; Those are on Amazon and my Simply Living for Him devotional, which is not a homeschooling book. It's a devotional for women that is also available on Amazon, and that would make a really great Christmas present. I can't think of a greater gift than giving somebody some meaningful time with the Lord. So go check out my devotional, my homeschooling books, my homeschool e-courses are available. You can visit simplylivingforhim.com to find all the information for all of the things that I offer at Simply Living for Him. I hope that um, you have a great week. Remember, on Tuesdays, we will have our short little uh, devotional, our midweek encouragement. And every Friday is a full-length episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.